Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thanks for joining us for Let's Get Moving. Today I'm talking with Gerald Simon. Gerald is a composer, he is an author, and today he is here to talk to me about how to inspire people, how to motivate people to learn to play the piano. And Gerald, just tell us how you're doing that. You have a bunch of workshops that you've scheduled. Explain for us what you're doing. Perfect. Well, for me, I grew up in in a home where playing the piano, it was second nature. My father had been a professional musician, and my parents actually had us believing that everyone played an instrument. We had to play at least three instruments in our home. And I remember asking one of my friends in third grade what instrument or instruments he played. And he said, what do you mean? I don't play any instruments. And I said, sure you do. Everyone has to play instruments. I mean, it was just, it was like the 11th commandment. Thou shalt play the piano, closely followed by the 12th commandment. Thou shalt not whine about playing the piano. So I thought, this is what everyone does. But that's not the case. And for me growing up, I was classically trained. But my father, since he had been a professional musician, he would try to encourage me to take a song and change it around to play it in a jazz style or a pop or a new age or a rock boogie woogie style and he would try to help me understand how to take music theory and apply it and it's funny because in my own piano teaching as a piano teacher I've noticed that to help motivate and inspire musicians of all ages you need to help them understand that it's about making their music and connecting to the music because too often they're playing dots on a page and it's not their music. It, it, they haven't learned how to arrange or how to compose. And so in my own studio, I actually have come out with, this is my 24th music book that I've come out with. And most of my music books, I have a series called Cool Songs for Cool Kids. I have a primer level, book one, book two, book three, and then it gets into Cool Songs at Rock. Those were actually composed during piano students' lessons to help motivate them because they were not very excited about what they were playing. So I began composing music specifically to help them learn the theory the fun way. Describe for me how you have put together your book and and how you have uh, put together the musical pieces that we're going to hear that really inspire people. Well, a lot of the music that I have with these cool songs, we have pop styles, we have jazz, we have rock. I have a new age sounding album, uh, several new age sounding albums that are peaceful and calm and gentle, 
But with this 100 Left Hand Patterns book, it's about taking different styles, whether they're blues or pop or jazz or new age, and learning left hand patterns that they can begin to play their own music. And so with these original compositions I've composed from my music books, we have some that have a walking bass where the students are learning as if they're playing the bass guitar and, and they're playing it on the piano and they're adding it to, in this 100 Left Hand Patterns book, it also includes what I refer to as the fun fake book. It has 100 songs in fake book format where they can take Mary Had a Little Lamb or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and the right hand melody is written out but then they can arrange it 100 different ways. They can make it sound like a new age pattern. They can make it sound like a barrel house blues or a boogie woogie or a rock pattern. So it's fun to teach them and then have them begin to make music of their own. Describe what happens when your students start to learn to create in this different way. I work with young students. I work with adults, teenagers. The A lot of my books were primarily composed with teenagers in mind, usually from about 10 and up. But a lot of adults use my music as well. But what is so interesting and fascinating, I refer to it as piano fundamentals with the emphasis on the word fun because I want the students to learn how to take these left-hand patterns and learn the theory. I tell them I want them to know music theory where they can play a song in any key, any style, but I want them to learn how to arrange and compose the music where with one of these left-hand patterns, I've found so many adults and teens, as they play the music, they'll take Mary Had a Little Lamb and then they'll with the left hand, do a little boogie-woogie pattern. In musical terms, if I did like a perfect fifth followed by a major sixth and rock back and forth between those, you create this little pattern. And all of a sudden, their eyes light up. I mean, they come alive and they sparkle because for the first time, they have gone beyond just simple note reading and they're actually creating music. And then I tell them, you can apply this left hand pattern to any song. And then they try to play it. And really what happens is all of a sudden it's that practical application where they've learned the music theory. They've learned how to start taking these concepts and then to see them share that music with their friends. And the, in many cases, they feel like they are a rock star. They feel like they are a professional because they're playing professional sounding left hand patterns. How did you go about how did you decide that you were going to write a book like this? What inspired you? For the longest time with this book, and I've been working on this book for a few years now, but I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could take some of these patterns that I've been teaching students over the years and put them together in one book where they would have 100 different left-hand patterns they could use? And so I started thinking, well, what patterns would I use? And many of these I just came up with. Some are well-known walking bass left-hand patterns or a boogie-woogie pattern, and some are familiar New Age-sounding patterns that you would hear in a lot of New Age music, left-hand patterns like a one five eight nine ten. But many of these I just started creating and thought, could they take this and apply it to Mary Had a Little Lamb or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or any song they want? Some of the New Age left-hand patterns they can take with their hymns that they have, and they can add these left-hand patterns to embellish their hymns. And all of a sudden, I've, I've had students that they've taken these left-hand patterns with their own hymns. They go to church and they play these hymns, and all of a sudden, people will say, 
where did you get that arrangement? That was beautiful. I've never heard the hymn played like that. It was so wonderful. And to have them then say, well, it's my arrangement. All of a sudden, it attaches ownership. When when I was taking piano lessons as, as a young man, I had many, many piano recitals and concerts where I played what the teacher wanted me to play, a piece I had been working on. And it was fascinating because I had so many times when people would come up to me after the recital and say, oh, you played Bach beautifully, or oh, you played this piece, and it sounded great. But there were a few times that my teacher allowed me to play one of my own compositions. And then to have people in the audience come up to me and say, you wrote that? That, that is your piece? You, you composed that? All of a sudden, it wasn't someone else's music. It was mine. It attached ownership. And instantly, not only were they more connected with me because it was my music, but I was more connected to wanting to play music and compose music and create. And that, more than anything else, motivated me as I was learning how to play. And, and I have found that when students can have that personal, whether it's personal praise or personal attachment, where all of a sudden they take ownership of peace, the music comes alive and their piano playing, their piano excitement, it just accelerates, and it's fun to watch. Let's talk for just a second about, I mean, there is so much research out there about the benefits on the brain in learning music. So talk for just a second about that, and, and really how not only does it help younger people, but older people as well. Well, it's fascinating because we could spend an entire day talking about this particular subject alone, but... They have done so much research on what happens in the brain as you begin to learn an instrument, especially at a younger age. By learning how to play the piano in particular, it actually increases the development of neurons in the brain, and it connects both hemispheres, both the left and the right. And what happens is because they're having to, to read the music and they have so many of their senses going at the same time, the brain actually increases not only its ability and capability, but they have found studies show that you can retain more, you can remember more, you can learn better. And for, I have a, a piano student that his mother was actually on a board where they were doing studies, case studies, on what happens to the brain at various stages in life as you are learning to play an instrument. And one of the things they found, especially with adults, that those who play the piano and play a song in other key signatures and transpose, it actually prevents many different forms of dementia, Alzheimer's, and it actually, those who have already started seeing the effects of Alzheimer's, it will actually reduce and help them return back to have a better brain function and, and cognitive abilities because what happens is, as you are playing your instrument, not only is your brain stimulated, but you're having to look at things. You're having to touch things. You know, the senses are all working together. And so I have found, I've had students that have been very, very young. I think my youngest student was three. My oldest student was 93. And he was a wonderful older gentleman who said, I want to learn how to play jazz. And he came every week faithfully 
and he it was phenomenal to see him. Currently, right now, I have an 86-year-old student who is taking, well, actually, she's almost 90 now. She started when she was 86. She's almost 90. And it is wonderful because what happens is their brains are so alert, and it's because of what they are doing with the piano. And you're never too, never too old. It's never too late. As with the 93-year-old piano student I had, I asked him if he could move his fingers, and he held up his hands, and he wiggled, and he said, all ten. And I said, okay, great. And, and he took lessons faithfully for about a year until he stopped coming, and he had passed away. But right up until the very end, he was so thrilled and so happy, and he was learning jazz and boogie-woogie. And it's a great outlet in so many ways. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you've added that. We've talked about this because there are so many people who have wanted to play piano and just haven't had the time to do it. And they keep saying, hey, when I retire, I'm mm-hmm, going to do that. Exactly. Well, here is one additional reason. Right. That it's a great idea. Yeah. And and it's you're never too old. It's never too late. You can start even you can start brand new as an adult. And it's wonderful, the enjoyment to play for fun to be able to play for family and friends and for your own personal enjoyment, but also to help your brain and to keep your fingers moving, give you something to do. It's wonderful to see what is happening. Anything that you'd like to add? I would just tell everyone or anyone who is wanting to learn more about motivating piano students, find out first and foremost what the piano student wants. On my website... It's musicmotivation.com. I have a lot of free resources, and I come out with weekly videos. I call them piano fundamentals, emphasis on the word fun. And I teach music theory concepts, but then I show you what to do with it. And my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Gerald Simon, where I have videos where I explain about this. I have different workshops listed on Eventbrite. They're all free. They're at various music stores. We just finished a workshop at the Piano Gallery in Ogden. Our next workshop is going to be next Saturday, and that is Saturday, February 9th, 2019, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Bountiful Music in Bountiful. But I'm actually getting workshops set up at all of the music stores in the state of Utah, and then I'm setting up additional workshops in Idaho, Arizona, Colorado, and even going up through Wyoming and maybe into Montana, setting up workshops. But on my blog, from my website, I actually have a resource where I have 20 ways to motivate and inspire piano students, especially during their teenage years, which is one of the most difficult times to keep them motivated. I have never, ever met an adult who quit piano when they were younger and then said it was the best decision I ever made. Never. They regret it. And I have many adults who come to me and say... I want to learn or relearn the piano. I, I stopped when I was younger, and it was one of the worst decisions I ever made. And during those pivotal years, especially for the teens, to keep them exciting, keep them motivated, what I have found is to play fun, cool music they like, to have additional background. Uh, a lot of my music it has minus tracks, drums and guitars and synth sounds, where it has cool styles, but then teaching them these patterns that they can apply and create music of their own. It is so motivational. Gerald, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure.